This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, people. Well, we uh, have a lot to do, even though we have the extra half hour taking up until uh, Bruins and Rangers coverage here on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We still have to do the polar opposite of power rankings, our poop rankings for week number 12. But we also still have our NFL picks to do. We still have leftovers. So we're going to combine the pick segment with the polar opposite of power rankings because those are two things that just go together. My pe- my picks have been horrendously bad this year. Luckily, though, last week, Joe used the veto. I was going to take the Jets against the Bills, but Joe stepped in. He used his veto power, so I was forced to go the other way, so we had a two-in-one week. You're welcome. Very important for Joe to do so. So two-in-one week, I think we're still like eight games under 500. But who's counting? FanDuel's counting. That's who's counting. All right, let's move on. Week 12, I got three picks for you. Didn't you know the shorter card this week makes it kind of difficult? But Browns at Broncos, Cleveland is getting two. Broncos' offense has been better, and a lot of people have focused on it being better. But that's only because it was dreadful last year, and the Browns' defense is the best defense in the NFL. For all the talk about the Jets, the Browns' defense is the best defense, and I think they're going to have a field day against this Broncos' offense. It's a lot of dink and dunks. So give me Cleveland plus two. I got Jaguars at Texans. Jags are minus one and a half on the road. Big game suddenly with the way that the Texans are playing. Jags are coming off their best offensive performance of the season last week. And they have a nice wrap-up to the regular season. So the number one seed for them is not out of the realm of possibility. They wrap up the season Bucks, Titans, Panthers. Texans have kind of been the story of the last few weeks. But they play very tight games. Their last three wins have been by a combined 10 points. This is a game the Jaguars need to have, even though it's on the road. I think the Jaguars might start hitting their stride. So give me the Jags minus the point and a half. And then if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it is broke, bet against it. And right now the Chargers are broke. So this would be the perfect spot for the Chargers to just screw you because everybody thinks that they're imploding at this point. Some teams respond. I don't think the Chargers are going to respond. So Ravens at Chargers, no home field advantage there. So I'm not worried about it. Ravens minus three. I will take Baltimore and give up the three. All right, so let's move on to the Week 12 polar opposite of power rankings. The poop rankings, if you will. We rank them. The wor- Everybody has their power rankings. Everybody is debating who's the best team in the NFL. We had a call early. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? How would I know? I spend the weekend watching the Jets and Giants. I'm an expert on what's bad, not what's good. So from that has been spurred the polar opposite of power rankings. Who is the worst in the NFL? We got the top five or the bottom five in this case. Let's start at number five. Let's go with those L.A. Chargers. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but the Chargers lost a game they should have won because of dumb mistakes at the worst times. If there was a trophy for losing winnable games, man, the Chargers would be like the 1970 Steelers. Chargers going to Charger? And to see Brandon Staley having his meltdown last week, there was a lot of things that went into that loss against the Packers. But consistently, his defense has been miserable and For a Packers team that until Thanksgiving has not really been able to click offensively, the Chargers make you click offensively. 
The only exception to that rule, of course, is the New York Jets, who could still only score six points against the Chargers' defense. And after that, Brandon Staley was talking, ah, see my defense. No, no, that wasn't about your defense, buddy. That was about the other team. And we, we crush Robert Sala all the time because, oh, the offense, the offense isn't his thing. The defense is his thing. With Brandon Staley, his defense is supposed to be the thing, but it's not the thing. So number five on the polar opposite of power rankings, give me your L.A. Chargers. Number three, I don't know how you do it. It's shocking that they haven't been in here before now. What's that? Oh, no, this is number four. You're right. I forgot how numbers work. Number four would be your New York Jets. Four and seven on the season. Here's the problem for Robert Sala. He can survive if it doesn't look ridiculous. Remember that scene in The Godfather where the big movie producer, what was his name, Waltz? A man in my position cannot be made to look ridiculous. And he made me look ridiculous. Right now, Robert Sala looks ridiculous with the offense that he's been put out there with. But it's bigger than Robert Sala. Bill Barnwell tweeted out a stat yesterday that must make Jet fans want to throw up in their hands. Dave Gettleman as Giants GM. His record, the team's record, 19-46. and 46. And by all accounts and measures and metrics, Dave Gettleman was a horrendously bad GM. We all can agree on that. No matter what side of the aisle you come from, if you're a Jet fan, a Giant fan, we all can agree Dave Gettleman was dreadful. We are he the was, Giants. He was 19-46, and 46, winning percentage of 292. Joe Douglas as Jets GM, 24-53. and 53. It's not that much difference. Winning percentage of 312, and with the way things are pointed right now, it feels like that number is going to be going down. And this is, what, year five for Joe Douglas? Who boy. This was supposed to be what you've been building towards. Instead, it seems like the roof is caving in. So number four on your polar opposite of power rankings are your New York Jets. All right, now we get to the where the, the rubber hits the road or something hits the floor. Number three, you got to get the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, perhaps their worst performance of the season in Germany. And really the worst part about that was they were somehow allowed to leave. They should have been forced to stay there at least for another week. So they're coming off their bye week when they get to set to play the Giants. And they're not telling us who the quarterback is going to be. Sometimes teams do that just simply to uh, get a, an edge. I think it's just because the Patriots... They really don't know. It could be anybody. Will it really make a difference? And the stat that is the most telling stat about how bad their offense is, the game in Germany against the Colts, they rushed for 160 yards, their defense allowed 10 points, and they still lost. The 266 previous teams who had done that had won. 266 and 0 when rushing for 160 yards and allowing 10 points. Somehow the Patriots found a way. They found a way. Do your job. Your job is to lose now. So number three on the polar opposite of power rankings are your New England Patriots. All right, then we get to number two. I got the New York Giants. How can it be the Giants are number two? They, they won last week because winning is counterproductive. The only wins that the Giants should want now are moral victories, not actual victories. Those are destructive. And, and winning, when your season is already over, like the Giants' season is already over, it's like the NFL's version of Spanx. You got a problem. You're trying to cover up the problem so nobody can see the problem. But the problem's still there. The Giants' problems are still there. And this is going to be a monumental offseason for the Giants' front office. 
to fix the issues that they have on offense. And, and basically, they're going to the store and everything's on the list. They're going up and down every single aisle when it comes to offense. Offensive line, wide receivers, tight ends. Heck, a running, throw a running back in there as well. Why not? I don't think you can go down that road again with Saquon Barkley, but again, it's the Giants who knows. So I have a number two on the polar opposite of power rankings are your New York Giants. And then number one still for us, it's like the, um, the you light up my life of the, of the poop rankings. The Carolina Panthers are number one. This, was the, this past week, Frank Reich took over the play calling duties. And boy, what a difference it made. They had 187 total yards against the Cowboys, gave up seven sacks. They had two fourth-quarter turnovers, including a pick six, and their one touchdown drive of the game took 17 plays. (laughs) They're so bad that even though they came into the season with no expectations, they're almost certainly going to fire the coach, which would be their sixth coach in six years. And as if that was not bad enough, you figure, all right, well, they're terrible. At least they'll have a nice high draft pick. No, no. They traded that away for the quarterback. And in terms of draft capital or draft assets, according to NFL Tankathon, the Carolina Panthers have the third worst draft capital this year. Just a complete mess of an organization. And that's why they are number one in the polar opposite of power rankings. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A hungry damer is never full. At this stage of my life, eating is like 90% of my joy. Where he answers the unanswerable. Got to do something with my hands. I got to get busy. No algorithm can defeat the GD. Just take it right in the face. Right in the face. Don't worry about it. These are Gordon Damer's leftovers. Yes. Extra half hour today, and we needed every single second of it as we lead you up until Rangers and Bruins pregame, which is coming up here at bottom of the hour. But still, we got to clean some stuff up. I don't, I don't like the spreading of misinformation on my own show. That's my job. But when other people call in and spread misinformation, that, that cannot stand. So in the last half hour or so, we had uh, Richard from Manhattan say that by definition – a Hail Mary must go into the end zone, correct? Well, I looked it up. I went to the old Google machine. I could not find a specific dictionary that actually has Hail Mary and a reference to the NFL. But Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, defines a Hail Mary pass as a very long forward pass in American football, typically made in desperation, with an exceptionally small chance of, of achieving a completion. Due to the difficulty of a completion with this pass, it makes reference to the Catholic Hail Mary prayer for strength and help. So that is misinformation. Strike it from the record. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. It doesn't have anything to do with it. So it does not have to be a pass into the end zone. It was very close to the end zone. I think that uh, Holland was in the end zone when he jumped originally and then ended just up outside the end zone when he caught it and then ran it 99 yards back the other way. Touchdown, Dolphins. Oh, baby. And then we had Spike, our good buddy Spike, who said that Bam Adebayo, it's well known that Bam Adebayo has never attempted a three-pointer. He's attempted 65 in his career. He's made nine of them. So I don't know if he said attempted or made. Either way, it's incorrect. It's wrong. 
So those, those two things, I have to correct the record for my own well-being. Now, he's not a good three-point shooter. I will grant you that. He's only shooting uh, 13% in his NBA career. And his NBA career is seven years old. But still, can't spread misinformation here, people. I take receipts, much like uh, Robert Sala, at least for the time being. All right, Joe, Harvey, do you have any leftovers for this fine Saturday? I, I have to say before, we, you know, people say, how do you do this? How do you do that? I would have done today's show for free. It was so delightful. I have to say thank you to all the callers. Thank you to all the Jet fans for sharing your misery and your hatred of the organization you root for. Uh, I would have done this show for free. Now, I'm not going to because there's a lot of things that payroll has to get involved. It's, it's not worth the trouble, but I would have if, if I could have. Joe, what do you got, pal? So I got one that we kind of sparked up debate in the break, and it's uh-huh. the conversation between what's worse, what's not worse? the butt fumble or the fail Mary, but the 2023 baseball season or the 2023 football season. Because there is a conversation. The Mets, the highest payroll in the history of yeah. the sport, yeah. just utterly fail. The Yankees mm-hmm. have their worst season in 30 years. The Jets seemingly like they're having their worst season yeah, in 30 it's years kind of hard. it's much more difficult for them to have their worst season in 30 years they just tough. rewrite history over and over and over again and the giants who i think a lot of people expected to at least be in the playoff conversation if not make the playoffs are in contention for the first overall pick so the the, the debate is there so i just want to shed light on that yeah how would you how would you if we had to do poop rankings for the seasons with those four um I think that the Mets and Jets would have to be battling for that top spot. I, I Look, the Yankees, it's always going to be focused on, hey, they got to win the World Series. I did not go into the Yankee season thinking that they were going to be a World Series team. They made one addition. Uh, the offense was the problem. They didn't do anything to fix that. So I did not have high – I didn't think it was going to be the worst season in 30 years. But if we were to poop rank the, the seasons between the Jets, Giants, Yankees, and Mets, I guess you would have to say – it really kind of depends on who did you think had a better chance of of making it to the championship round. Was it the Mets making the World Series or the Jets making the Super I actually thought that the Jets were going to have a very big season. The algorithm uh, was clearly incorrect in that, but I also bought into the hype. So I, I have to blame myself there. So if I had to rank the seasons, and it's tough because the Jets season is not done yet, if the Jets were to if the Jets were to lose out the rest of the way, I think clearly the Jets would have to be number one. Who has a vote? Don's on the line. He's got a vote. So he, oh, Don LaGreca is, is on the line now. Yep. Where is he? Where's Don? Hello. By the way, sensational job last night. That was fun, man. Uh, you know, I couldn't really. We were doing the show, Larry and I, so I couldn't really hear the, the entire call. But the, the final call, what a job! What a what a, what a talent you are, my friend. <laughs> you are unbelievable. You could pop you into anything, and you oh. excel. But listen, when the game is that good, it's it's just a pleasure to be. Great a part game. Of it. That was. That I'm was sure the lot. building was just absolutely up for grabs. I'll tell you, the winter sports might actually give us something here. You know, baseball and football failed us, but I think the Knicks and Rangers can really be uh, enjoyable here and maybe live up and exceed expectations but i just had a vote on what you when were does the ranger about. season start when is that when is that uh, that's okay i'm just that's kidding all right. listen no you're not kidding i know i've known you for <laughs> no 30 they're years. red hot I, I see them I, I watch them i know listen there's, there's only so many balls in the air right i mean how many exactly. uh, you can only juggle so much family kids dolphins right what a win what a win a, yesterday killing brian cashman there's a lot on your plate exactly 
But um, honestly, I, I I can't vote Jets because there there's a singular reason why they're not going to achieve their goal, and that's losing their quarterback four plays in. So it's kind of a built-in excuse. Maybe Man. not to the level it fell apart, yeah. but they, you can look but and if say. But if they lose out, Don, if they lose no, ten uh, straight games to end the season. I get it. And you listen, probably Jet fans are rooting for that at this point. Probably. Although, let's, uh, I dare them to pick a quarterback oh, that, if, never the, if they haven't addressed Not with Rodgers there. But um, uh, it, it's hard to say it's not the Mets. Yeah. Remember, they, remember they won 101 games the year before. Yep. And with Buck, the feeling was they're going to take the next step. They're going to win the division. And just an absolute dumpster fire of a season. And I guess you could say it was because Diaz got hurt. But honestly... You can't you can't put the Diaz injury on the same level no, as the Rodgers injury. Yep. You know, so like so you ask yourself, how did you have such a disgusting turnaround? I mean, the Yankees were a disappointment, but let's face it, we kind of saw them careening in that direction yes. more so than moving up. And the Giants, I think the feeling was, well, they might be better, but their record wouldn't be as good, which basically is to tell you I don't think they're gonna take the next step. So of the disappointing dumpster yeah. fires, it's I can't say it's not the Mets. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I still think the Jets, there's still, if they end up, like the Mets at least saw the writing in the wall and, 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 and pivoted. Uh, I think that the Jets are trying to win, but are so far away from it because the offense is just so broken. But, but I mean, the butt fumble on a Thanksgiving day and then on the first Black Friday game, they've got the... Uh, the hell Mary, if you want the fail Mary, how how do they do this to their fans? I don't know, and that was not a professional product they put on the field yesterday. There were, I mean, at ten nothing, I'm the most pessimistic fan in the, in the Dolphin fandom, and, and even I knew that game was done. And and only the Jets could have a pick six, get another interception in a span of thirty seconds, and be losing by more than when they started the <laughs> whole process. It's impossible. But uh, thank you for giving my two yes. cents. Great job, man. Great job by you, Don, as well. Don's coming up. Rangers and Bruins. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to all the Jet fans for sharing their pain and misery uh, along the way. Uh, We will be back Monday night along with Larry Hardesty. If you didn't get us on the phones, hit us up on the socials, on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok at Old Man Radio. We will see you then.